Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Dan Baer's interview with the writer and director for Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe, H. Alberto. One summer night, I fell asleep, afraid that nothing in my family would ever change and I'll feel alone forever. <laughs> hey, my name's Dante. Hey, my name's Aristotle. Everyone calls me Ari. Nice to meet you, Ari. I can teach you how to swim. I got you. Trust me. My parents want to prevent me from becoming my brother. You have a brother? He's in jail, so we don't talk about him. I met Dante. He's really sweet. Dante's my friend. Well, there's something different about you. I like it. How are you celebrating the beginning of summer? Welcome, everyone, to the Next Best Picture podcast, where we are talking with H. Alberto, the director of Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. H, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I'm so excited to speak to you, too. Um, I loved this movie at last year's TIFF and I've been very impatiently waiting for it to come out and finally (laughs) finally we're here so I wanted to say first congratulations but second ask you know how you got here because I had mistakenly up until about an hour or so ago thought that this was your debut film and then found out, no, you actually have another full-length feature uh, from 2016 or 17 prior to this. So I just wanted to ask, how did you get here? How did you discover the secrets of the universe? Uh, I don't know if I've discovered the secrets of the universe, but (laughs) it actually is my first feature film that was like a sort of um, art project Mm. that is full length but I wouldn't consider it a narrative feature that was more experimental than anything this is my debut with like an actual budget and like a story and a cast um so I think I'm forever discovering the secrets of the universe but I discovered this story um through Benjamin Alida Sain's book by the same title Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe in 2014. Um, It was, I read it in one sitting and it unlocked something in me that I think I can never, will never be able to explain, but it was such a visceral reaction that I had to, I visually like had seen the whole film while I was reading it. And I needed to find a way to at least facilitate a way to tell this story um, through film. 
And that began a nine year journey of trying to get this movie made, but we are finally here. Um, I could go into detail, but I don't want to bore you with the nuance of how long it took and the steps that it took to get here. Well, we certainly don't have to go into all of that, but it is, you know, it's interesting. You said you said it nine year journey to the screen. And this is, you know, a book that was very highly acclaimed when it came out and, you know, was a bestseller. A lot of people would think, you know, built an audience, critical praise for the book. Sure. Get, you know, it shouldn't be difficult to get a movie like that made. And yet here we are. And it's, I don't think lost on anyone who saw this at, at Toronto, that this is a film by and for Latinx people. I, what have been the, the big stumbling blocks that you've seen to getting this movie first made and then released? I think it's, um, you know, it being, it was seven years to set, eight years mm-hmm. of trying to get it released. And now we're at the nine year mark of where audiences will finally be able to see it. But I think it's like also a reflection of like what took so long was our evolution as like a society, right? Like we didn't have this like mm-hmm. social beginning till very recently. And I think the story, despite its success, which was also a slow build from when the book came out, it was dismissed as like a queer story about these two brown boys. And it's um, it's so much more than that. And I think whenever I spoke about the film, it was really important for me to emphasize that, right? It was, it, it moved beyond it being distilled by folks into something else. But I, there was the gamut of suggestions that happened when we were having conversations about trying to get this made. One being like, make them, Asian, like make them Chinese so you could access Chinese money. That was a oh really my. someone said to me. Wow. I think there was a lot of suggestions of like making it now. And like, that's something, you know, to, it being present day, I didn't want to lose the longing of a first love that I think we've lost in culture right now, right? That was also really important to me. So there was like an unwillingness from my side to compromise things that were important. There were suggestions of like, making it about a disapproving dad, making the the family immigrant in a way that we've seen redundantly. And I think it's very important for me to move away from that narrative, not only about Latine, Latinx, Latino people, but um, also queer folks. Well, yeah. And it's interesting because I think that's also wanting to make all these changes. That's not the story that Benjamin wrote. (laughs) <laughs> and suddenly it becomes a very different, a different movie and not Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. Oh, and it's a story that I will never be and am not and have not been interested in telling. Um, I think like what spoke to me about Benjamin's book was the 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 beauty and the gentleness of his approach to people that we don't often see in front of the camera. Um, And that was important for me to hold. And I compromised a lot, but that was one thing I wasn't willing to compromise on. And and I think you've absolutely captured that in in the film really beautifully. You've captured the the sense of his writing too, that same sort of genuine and gentleness. It's it's all there in the film. And I specifically like that, you know, the film opens with a dedication that says, to all of us, you've had to learn to play by different rules. And it sounds like you may have had to learn a bit of that yourself while getting this made. (laughs) Yes. 
And everything about this film was in like the, the sort of traditional way of how you get a movie made in Hollywood, right? Like Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's a producer, like I reached out to him on t- Twitter after approaching him in a very traditional way through managers and agents. But I was like, nothing that this around this project has been the Hollywood way. So I will continue to do that. And I hope I continue to do that through my career, right? I'm a rule breaker by nature. And um, I think it is important to sort of, you know, I say this often, like the way to make things happen is not waiting for permission and delusional confidence. And I like really hold true to that in my personal life and in my professional life as well. And it's paying off. So that's like what the movie is about. It's like finding a way that may not be the way that we're supposed to do things. And I think I'm an example of that in all ways. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um so talking that I wanted to get to talk to the movie itself a little more because you have found two just fantastic lead actors, Max Palaio and Reese Gonzalez. Um, they bring such authenticity to these characters. And especially, you know, because it's Hollywood, we're kind of used to seeing, you know, 20-somethings play high schoolers and they sort of look 20-something, but they, they feel like they're early to mid-teens when you're making this. What were you looking for in the casting process for, for these characters and how did you land on Max and Reese? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We had a really extensive casting process because I think the movie lived and died and whoever was playing Aristotle and Dante. So if I didn't have an Aristotle and Dante, there would be no movie. Um, So what was important to me is like, I didn't care what these people looked like. I didn't care about any of that as long as they were Latino, ideally Mexican. Um, and we're just like the spirit and the essence of who these characters were, both like in the book and in my head, right? Which was very similar, I hope, to like how it's read and how it's written. And when I saw Max's self-tape, I knew it was him from the get. I still had so many actors to see, and I did, and I gave everybody their chance and their opportunity but Max just embodied Aristotle and everything he wasn't supposed to be in a way that felt natural there was no acting that's why I wanted you know actors that were not necessarily famous or names not only not to mention like there's not a long list of Latinx actors that are young of this age so um and Reese I knew since he was 16 um so three years had passed from the day I met him till we were on set he turned 20 on set Um, So they were both 19 when we were shooting the movie. And he just like was undeniably and is undeniably Dante. So he was always in the back of my head. I always knew Reese existed. Um, It was just like making sure that I I was right about what my instincts were. And I think it really shows. And then we put them together and it was just like myself and all the producers were like, okay, this is it. Like we found our art in Dante. Yeah, and and you can feel it every time they they share a screen together. There is something palpable there, and it's also beautiful how that how that evolves throughout the movie. It really does start as 
a friendship and sort of wary, but then it grows. As a director, how did you work with Max and Reese on those different levels of intimacy and building them over the course of the film? I spent a lot of time with them. I'm very close to both of them. I'm very mama bear with both of them, very protective um, because they just trusted me so much. And it was to me, what was important was I already saw their essence and like who they were and their capability of doing, of acting these roles. It was more building trust amongst the three of us and nurturing that as much as possible for them to feel safe, to bear their souls in so many ways, to show up truthful and for each other and for me and for everyone that was involved. So I think that was like, it was a lot of conversation. It was making sure that they felt heard, um, but it was really, it wasn't about like directing them. It was about building a trust so then I could guide them through what their choices were. It's really beautiful to hear you talk about that. I had read in an interview that you had filmed uh, the scene where Dante gets beaten up, um, but when you watched it, you decided not to include it in the film. Did you have any concerns about including that scene before or during shoot it, or was it only after when you saw it in context? I think I always had a lot of hesitation about it being in the film. It's such a quiet film that I think from like a filmmaker approach, I was like, maybe we need it from a visual standpoint, but I really, it, it was affirmed when I saw the, the, the footage that it was just perpetuating the same trauma porn that we've seen again, over and over again. So I really wanted to not do that when it came to these characters and this story. I think you get it. I don't think you need to see it. And it also makes, you know, what happens after and the choices that Ari makes when he takes, you know, revenge into his own hands far more powerful than we had if we had seen it. So there was a there's many reasons why I think that it was the right choice to leave that on the cutting room floor. <laughs> well, and prove that sometimes you really do have to see things in context to really feel and know um, there are reasons why scenes end up on the cutting room floor. That happened with so much. There's so much footage. There's like a whole other movie of things that we did not use. And it was like moments where you felt, I felt like they were we were ahead of the story where like it was a far too intimate to like the trajectory of the characters when it came to, you know, filmmaking as a language and film as a language. It's like very different than when you're reading a book. Right. So there was like moments where Dante says, I love you really early on, or like there's a bath scene that's beautiful. That's in the book that we also filmed. And it's visually stunning that like was, it was basically like a sex scene between them. And it was just like, we weren't there. They were like still discovering who they were. So there was a lot of difficult choices that were made. But the the fight, the, the bashing scene was a very easy choice to make. Great. We are coming up on the end of our time together. But I did want to ask you, going back to that dedication that opens the film to all of us who has learned to play by different rules, what was a rule about filmmaking that you learned while making this that sort of surprised you? Or was there any even? Asking for more time. <laughs> that is a skill. <laughs> that is a skill. I thought I would, I was like, I was confident that I would 
you know, I had it and I think I had a really sure hand directing the movie, but I wish I, there was more room to sort of play. And I think that that's what I would give myself on the next one is making sure I allot that time to not only myself as a filmmaker play with the camera, but also with the actors. And last but not least, what would you say to all the Aristotles and Dantes out there in the world right now? I think my biggest dream is for families to go and watch this together, right? Because I think it's not only a message to like younger folks, but families that when we give like young kids, folks, um, the room to be who they are, there's so much beauty that could happen. And I think to like young Aristotles and Dantes specifically, it's um, to really look at your surroundings and make sure you're not missing the love. Because I think that some that's something that Ari does is miss the very obvious love that's around him. But sometimes we're not ready to see that love, right? But I think that invitation to be exactly who we are is um is sometimes always there. I couldn't have said it better myself. H H Alberto, thank you so much for joining us today. Congratulations and thank you for the film. And good luck on your next venture. Yes, thank you so much. This was so lovely. A pleasure to talk to you. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Dan Baer's interview with the writer and director for Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe, H. Alberto, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe is now playing in limited release from Blue Fox Entertainment. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. Watch them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. And Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.